Long Gone is here. Chris is a little gassed. He's been running running on fumes over there in NYC. Are you, are you doing okay, Chris? I hope you're hydrating. I'm. I'm. Don't worry. I have a, a Poland Springs gallon uh, sitting right next to me here on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a full day of acti- act- activities planned. Uh, you know, so I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do my best. Luckily, the energy of the city. You know, once it infects you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of impossible uh, to feel anything but excitement. You're walking around town. This place has a donut collab. This place has, <laughs> yes, a, you know, exactly. I imagine what your your heart must be racing. Once I see, actually, yesterday morning, 6 a.m. flight, LAX to JFK, woman next to me in line had a taped up giant box of sidecar donuts taking it as a as a carry-on <laughs> and i was like i was like how good can these donuts fucking be like there's no way it's any different than like donut plant or some shit you can get in new york there's just no way bitch do they got donuts in new york i i mean i think that la you know obviously la donut culture is is rich and and uh you know uh there's a long rich and, and caloric yeah exactly but i was just like damn i, I think i think a donut you get a good donut. every town has one donut shop that they got the good donuts i don't think it's like a cali thing but we do have a lot of them here for how healthy we live i i agree but this woman bringing 24 donut 24 like bacon stuffed donuts from <laughs> la to new york is like this better be for your parents or something well chris i've been watching you know a lot of hotel time in the last couple of months a lot of nat geo to catch a smuggler you know uh-huh. my my tsa ears are perking up when i see the 24 pack of donuts coming through tsa handle with care and they're smelling loud with oh. bacon you know to kind of cover the scent of the opioids that are definitely injected into the frosting well luckily jason opioids are, are scentless uh in my experience but i could be wrong i don't know if those um you guys you've never been to a a, a black site location uh opium opium farm in afghanistan chris because it is <laughs> no, that's a good it's, point it's smelling more it's, it's louder than a my bloody <laughs> valentine concert bro I, I can't say that i have been to the uh the, the fields in afghanistan i didn't know you had either which is a, a cool thing to learn about you i visited it in the metaverse and i had a young <laughs> oh, I, see, uh, I, I had see. a young three-dimensional squirrel kind of explain how dank it was that's cool i love i love when a young person can explain to me that something is dank um so that's 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 a positive i guess the metaverse is for me i didn't i didn't realize make it your own look it feels good to be here i got some business to take care of and then i'll be i'll be back in la asap but we had a um don't call what you're doing there business but go on well okay we had a big we had a big week last week uh not only did did we record an absolute breakneck amount of podcasts uh I'm still cleaning up the mess. We recorded so many podcasts that we had to put a, a bonus episode out today just for the weekend warriors with um, 80s legend Richard Marks, who and 90s and current no, he's day a, legend. He's, honestly, he's a current day legend. Uh, big big wife guy, <laughs> uh, big tequila guy. I, I guess I'd be a wife guy too if I was him. Yeah, living in Malibu with Daisy Fuentes. Well, let's know? not forget the Miami crib. But yeah, give give that a listen. But uh, Thursday night we had a, a, a kind of a meeting of the minds. Uh, <laughs> During Oscars Oscars week mm-hmm. at uh, at the famed Sunset Tower Hotel, mm-hmm. a lot of people in town for the big show. A lot of hoping people to go home with a little hardware tonight. Uh, we're hoping to go home with a little hardware tonight. Hopefully, uh, the president of Ukraine uh, is able to get kind of on Zoom with Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. so that Sean Penn doesn't blow a fucking gasket and you know punch a valet or something. Yeah, if if Zelensky doesn't come up on the Skype screen. I'll be smelting my headphones tonight. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're upset. Um, but uh, th- since uh, longtime friend of the of the show, former guest Nomi Fry was in town and she was celebrating a belated birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thought it would be nice if we could all get together, get the brat pack back together, get the brat pack back together. And it was, uh, you know, for me, it was a long time coming that I was able to break bread with uh, John Mayer. We were able to break broccoli. We were able to break some broccolini. We, we were able to break some broccolini. John had one night off from tour. And when you're at his level, you obviously take the PJ to and from every date and sleep in your own bed. Um, mm-hmm. because that's what, that, that's what we're trying to do. So I was happy to get some kind of notes from him on that. And, and mm-hmm. the first thing he told me was you need to have a lot more money. Yeah. Um, so I was I'm, like, I want to live your, like a G6 <laughs> lifestyle. And he said, it's possible, but you are going to have to step your bread up. It costs a lot of money yeah, to yeah. sleep in your own bed every night. How many, how many billboard number ones do you have? And I said, look, we don't even have an Apple podcast number one yet. Uh, but we are, <laughs> we are working towards it. But, uh, 
No, John. John was a true sweetheart, and we were also joined by a uh, friend of the show, and and I guess fan of the show, uh, BJ Novak, mm-hmm. and food inf- food influencer uh, Kiernan Chipka, who you may recognize from the television, but um, <laughs> she recognizes them jeans from his cool food posts. We 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 learned at dinner. She's a member of the food community. Main, I mean, obviously exciting for you to hang out with Mayor after all these years of slobbing on his knob virtually and. It was good to meet BJ and and really have a meal with him and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I learned what stick me stick man means from <laughs> listening to your podcast when you described me as one. <laughs> yeah, Novak, legendary stick man, telling us he learned the term stick man from us. It was almost time to to hang up the Zoom recorder. Look, you want to talk about meta? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a, it was a full circle moment. Um, but yeah, we were, we were, we closed the tower down. It was, we did a four or five hours at the table. We had a nice Sunday for Nomi's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, uh, it was a fun night. And, uh, and hopefully all of those people, um, that joined us will also join us on the program in the future when they have a Hollywood project to promote. We did, BJ did tell us that he has a movie coming out that he wrote and directed where he plays a podcaster, mm-hmm. which, to me is is it's a little bit crazy that My we ears weren't perked up i just think it's funny how um i just think it's funny how yeah bj so you did a movie about podcasting without consulting with us or putting us in it and i just don't you know i mean i we let it slide he gave me the elevator pitch over uh over a nice martini at the tower bar and i gotta say it's the guy knows how to do a movie script everything made sense to me it sounded like a great Great premise, actually. I'm I'm looking forward to checking it Me out. Me too. He's he's graduated from Ryan the intern. Now he's a fucking damn director. He's on his Casavetes now. He's got celebrities in the movie. I'm not going to obviously divulge any of that. I'm sure you can find it on Deadline. Check it out, Deadline. I'm, check out Deadline. Check out the Ankler newsletter. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a it was a good time, and I think more importantly, Nomi had a good time. We were able to celebrate her life as she brings us together. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a funeral program. We do. We owe her a lot, though. She really does make a lot of introductions for us and puts us, uh, you know, in the right places. She's the ho- she's all the Hollywood fixer, the doctor you go see when you need to, when you need someone to meet someone. Mm-hmm. Fry uh, fries on the case. Maybe that's. That's her future calling. Who knows? No, it could be her future calling. Once this writing stuff gets old, because I tell you what, it's a it's a slog. That's why I got into matchmaking. My words per my dollars per word count just kept getting lower and lower, and I had to find something else. Once once you moved into blogging from all that print work you were doing, the industry kind of shifted. <laughs> it, I know it's tough for you to recover, TJ. I, know. I got I got to say, uh, my my biggest takeaway, which wasn't necessarily a surprise, but just a pleasant discovery, was just how quick and smart and interested in question asking that that john mayer was yeah i gotta say of all the podcasts i listen to of people get paid tens of million dollars to interview people and ask people interesting questions i don't know if i've found somebody who was better at it than john mayer who just kind of asks perfect questions on the side while he's making millions of dollars playing music and you know, doing John Mayer things. Well, he also he also asked us. You know, he's sitting down at the table and he's like, "All right, what's going on with you guys? This is too good." I'm like, "John, don't do this." And then he described us as Ernie and Bert. Um, so he kind of it was kind of like a you know it was a it was a it was a compliment followed quickly quickly by a a lesser maybe backhanded compliment. Ernie and Bert are two Hollywood kings, so it's not necessarily slanderous and no it's not uh, slanderous not the first time that we've been described as, as those two lovable jim henson characters either no but i Wait, think i think i think that is the 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 gayness is implied oh i didn't go that my brain didn't go there mm-hmm. i mean that doesn't offend me obviously but i just know what you know i i know where it went it was it was but they are a classic and iconic hollywood duo dual income no kids bert and ernie <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a, that's a that's a that's a great way to put it. But I learned a lot about the economics of touring. Uh, that's not a joke. Um, and, and and who can really sell out a stadium and who can't and how mm-hmm. you know the artist's ego plays into the the need for a stadium when it's almost mm-hmm. no one can no one can really do it and how challenging it is. That's right. Which is of course exactly what I what I want to talk about. Just like Richard Marx, he said, "Hey, the music business. One thing you got to remember." Don't forget the second word. That's what my when I got my first Stratocaster. That's exactly what my dad told me. You picked up your first Strat, and your dad's like, "I think you're ready, boy. Uh, yeah. It's time. It's time I gave you a login to my Microsoft Excel 
<laughs> program. Yeah. I went ahead and added you as a user on my account. This is the proudest day of my life. Longtime subscriber to the Excel and Microsoft Word suite, Gary Black. I, yeah, I mean, I could get it for free, but I, I pay for it still. I still pay for Excel. I want to support those guys. No, he's a he's a nice guy. He likes to support small businesses. Give Gates a little taste. That's that's right. Give Gates just give Gates a little something. <laughs> give Gates a little taste. He needs a little, a little more. something to keep the lights on over here at Microsoft. Well, once we know that Gates, since we know Gates is going to give all the money away and not to his children, mm-hmm. you know, it's basically donating money to charity when you when you really think about it. Yeah, and that's going to be tough because his horse girl daughter, you know, costs a lot of money to keep those stable lights on no when she's breaking bread with springsteen's daughter and the olsen twins over at the horse ranch it's a golly it's there's a lot of dicks on the table to be a fly on the wall of that stable am i right i would braid a mane just to overhear that that's no that's no question (laughs) i would learn to braid somebody pinch me i'm turning into glue over here just hearing (laughs) this i'm I'm sliding right off my saddle (laughs) oh it's air mass of course um I'm sliding right off my Hermes saddle. And speaking of Hermes saddle, like I said before, <sighs> I will pay you $500 <laughs> American money if you do not send the $3,000 Laura P on a dog bed. To link to my life partner. I, I won't. I'll do that for free because we're friends. And if your life mm-hmm. is, is good, my life is also good. Yeah. Well, speaking of spending $500, thank you to Chris for buying me a <laughs> pair of Yeezy Boost 350s in my in my size 17. They had, they had a 17. Uh, thanks to my friends at GOAT, I was able to get a size 17 uh, Yeezy 350 for Jason. Uh, and he wore them actually to our dinner Thursday night. And I'm here to say, and you guys think I'm a hater, blah blah blah. He pulled off the Yeezys. He didn't. He didn't look like he didn't look like an Uber driver. Uh, he, he didn't. He didn't look like a teenager. He didn't look like a Kith stockroom employee. He did a nice brown. There was like a brown palette to really bring bring the Yeezys. I think down a notch, which is maybe what mm-hmm. most people aren't doing. That TJ had to flip it on his head as usual. Subtlety is my specialty, Chris, and that is not just a. My Chemical Romance song title. I don't know when you when you get a, 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 a an ingredient as powerful as the Yeezy, you know, all you can do is hope to tame it. Yeezy Yeezy is the Yeezy is the the latter pre workout of footwear. I, I will agree. You take it's it's too powerful sometimes. It'll get you shaking. I would argue that Yeezy is the layered superfood. Oh, of footwear, Chris. Okay, and, uh, that's a great segue <laughs> because lately. I've been drinking a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it one. I'll keep it a buck with you. I've been drinking. Beyonce voice. I heard this morning that you were drinking last night, holding court at a local wine bar last night. I was at El Prado and stunting in my air. In my, <laughs> I was at El Prado in my Yeezys, dri- dripping and drowning. Do you does the but does the Laird help you recover from a big night out in Echo Park in the dustiest neighborhood? Well, you know a lot. Of, a lot of very dusty. My life was in constant danger as I entered Echo Park after night. Uh, my next door app told me not to go there after the streetlights come on, but I said, fuck it, you know. I, I, I've been drinking a lot of Electrolit and like mm-hmm. Pedialyte professional mm-hmm. advanced grade technology, but you know, if you have a hangover and it, it the kind of the, the texture of it is, is semen like, it has a plasmatic. Thick, thick viscosity that can be mm. troubling on the palate if you're not used to things like that. I understand. So the the sipping the mucus to recover isn't the best feeling. You're saying you want to call it mucus? We can call it mucus. Okay. Yeah, exactly true. And also, if you get a thing of uh, Pedialyte, especially the advanced technology, which is the one you got to go for. I mean, that's like seven, eight bucks a pop. It's pretty expensive. But Laird luckily has a product called Hydrate. It's a powdered coconut water. That's mixed with this stuff called aquamin. If I can't, if I, if I can't pronounce it, put it in my body. Aquamin. It's a it's a natural source of calcium and magnesium and seventy two trace minerals from the ocean, and it's mixed with freeze dried coconut water. And you basically just pour it into your your gallon of water, your Poland mm. Springs, your your Halongan Nalgene. Bring it with you on the go. What you basically you just turn any water into a, a jacked up electrolyte. <laughs> Coconut flavor, mango flavor, pineapple, all kinds of shit. But damn, it's like I'm at live. I can get the I can get the <laughs> the pine dice pineapple in the gallon. That's crazy, you get the bro. Pineapple in the gallon. That's yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well, I mean, because before you'd have to take the pineapple chunks and put them in that little gallon hole one oh, by one, God. kind of thumbing this... them in like a like a quarter. And now you can just do it. I mean, technology is amazing. But anyway, the creation. You go to of... Laird. 
The creation of spa water has gotten much easier thanks to our friends at Laird. Go Google Laird's Superfood. You buy some shit on there. You use the promo code GONEVIP, all one word, and you get 20% off your order of $40 or more. Oh, I'll, I'll make sure to do that because I'm going to need I'm gonna need some of that after all these you know cross-country flights. Uh, but I got we, you, do have a, we do have a, a guest today, and um, this is one that we have been... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say actively trying for, but this conversation has been going on for years. I mean, I've been listening to her music since I was literally in high school. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's big for all of us. But uh, Buck Diplo. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Marshall, Cat Power, uh, joins us mm-hmm. on How Long Gone Today, uh, live from Miami. They don't make them like Marshall no more, that's for sure. No, they really don't. I mean, I, I don't want to get too, you know, too earnest, but like, you know, they're... <laughs> <laughs> that like some of this shit is it, it gets to be like so- get earnest brother well it's a, it's some soundtrack of your life shit you know what i mean like there's oh. there's multiple cat power songs that i can peg specifically to times my life both good and bad uh-huh. and I, there's just not that many artists that have had a catalog like this that like you know have have, have stuck around and kind of every yeah. five years you know if it's a cover if it's original it doesn't matter you know there's always one or two that just like mm-hmm. stick with you the marissa tomei of acoustic singer songwriting she's just always cool she's always there she's always everyone has a crush on her everyone is in love with her she just has the sweetest spirit and this energy to her that that humans rarely possess anymore no it's true it's true she's a special person i think she uh i think that the um she's also just lived a wild ass life you know everything is crazy like the like i i just think that her life is still currently wild yeah yeah her life is as wild as it was when she was 20 probably in in good ways and bad but i think that's what makes her such a a special Mm -hmm. uh special musician um yeah but yeah, she has a she has a new covers record uh, that's out now. That's uh, got a replacements cover that is obviously unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think she's she's on tour. She she starts a tour pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been delayed, you know, for five years. Uh, <laughs> so, and I, I've seen her live, you know, countless times, uh, and and highly recommend it, especially now uh, that 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 uh, you know it's probably sure. been a while for most for of sure, us. Sure. Well, hopefully, when she comes to LA, we'll be. In the green room, building with Marshall, and yeah, but a great chat with her. Unfortunately, Chris didn't turn his uh, recorder on, so you're going to get his Zoom feed, but it's still, you know, whatever, that doesn't matter. All you're going to hear is a digitized cackle instead of a cleaner one. I apologize for that, but I was a little nervous. We had been, we we did two podcasts around the the. What last week of podcasting was truly extreme. I'm not trying. I and I loved every minute of it, uh, but it was it was truly a test of of our uh, powers yeah. here. At How long gone? We, we had it all scheduled, and you know when when Diplo and Cat Power say, "Hey, we got a pod today." You know how do you say no to that? No, you 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 know what you nut up you turn on the zoom h5 you plug in your sm57 you get to fucking work jason you say sir yes sir yeah exactly that's what that's what i say to my favorite musicians <laughs> uh but yeah let's uh let's talk to to cap hour and uh enjoy it please oh y'all are hilarious what the hell are y'all doing well how do you know we're hilarious we've only been talking for about 11 seconds marshall what's going on dude y'all giggling and stuff we do we do giggle we like to have fun on this show and just in life in general wow Mm -hmm. i like giggle because people have talked about my laugh being obnoxious but when you call it a giggle it feels cute (laughs) yeah you're giggling thank god (laughs) (laughs) not like not like that mark Marin. what a serious fella huh Oh, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's oh he's very hilarious. I'm a fan of him, but I don't know if I'd call him a giggler, you know? Yeah, some people giggle, some people don't. It's just a it's just a choice in lifestyle. Uh where are you, <laughs> where are you coming to? Are you are you coming live from Miami? I am coming live. I'm leaving. I'm moving out of here though cuz of you know, stalker stuff, but I'm here right now. Shit. I, I thought you were going to say spring break, but stalker's a little worse. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say crypto, <laughs> crypto bros. No, bring those cryptos here. Buy my okay. fucking condo. Buy my fucking condo, you crypto losers. Okay, so so unfortunately, all these funny reasons why you would leave. I mean, it's become the most city uh, expensive city in America. They're instating curfew laws because it's getting too crazy there. Crypto bros are taking over, but you have an actual real issue there, and 
that is not so funny. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. No, it sucks. It happens every few years, but really, yeah, I think mental health is like, you know, mm-hmm. the all time, the biggest pandemic going on for forever, especially here, craziest country in the world. Yeah, I was just there actually for the first time in a while. Uh, and it was insane. It like felt unhinged. In- America? No, no. You were in America? <laughs> no, I reside. I reside in America. Okay. He means Miami specifically. I mean America. I mean, yeah. America's lost its mind. I agree with that. I, I would agree with that. Miami feels like a, a micro. It, it just feels like its own planet in a way that LA can feel like as well. But I think the humidity creates a psychosis. What do you think about that? Dream state for sure. I moved here because it reminded me of Manhattan after a nuclear war. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like everything's everything's low to the ground. Everything's blended all over the world. Everything's just yeah. but not 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 lately. Not with this, you know, like you say, the everybody moving here and stuff. What is your how much Spanish do you speak now? I used to speak more when I travel, I could, you know, pick up pretty any you know, most languages I could yeah. pick up, you know, mm-hmm. pretty easily. But um, as soon as someone's trying to talk in Spanish, I could kind of understand and quickly try to answer, you know. But if you were to, you know, if I had to do it on command, like say Spanish, I I would. <laughs> I'm miserably lame. I'm not a good show off. So, but yeah, I can I can definitely communicate for sure well, once you're in mexico city you got a couple skinny going margaritas in you then it all just starts flowing out of you uh, south america mm-hmm. espana Catalan. she's played belarus on a tuesday more than once i can only you know, imagine it's a different, it's a different <laughs> oh god <laughs> never just, been to russia only poland's the farthest east like i just feel like when you when you tour for long enough you've really touched touched a lot of countries on you know off nights it's been a wealth of what do you call it knowledge i don't know if knowledge is the right word a wealth of information mm-hmm. good times crazy times <laughs> <laughs> More. <laughs> okay so you you're having a little bit of a tr- of a problem with america right now and you are moving out are you going to leave the country then? I mean, I wish I could like live. I wish I could have a, a limb that could grow a me in all these different places, but the collective consciousness could be like together all over the world okay, okay. in different places. But no, I'll probably go back to, um, I'll probably go to the mountains somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. So you still don't know. Yeah. Do you not feel there's not, nothing is, is pulling you or it's just, you no, too much, too, yeah, many, okay, too, okay. too many completely opposite places. Um, but the security, you know, needing to have yeah. the securities that's just vital as a, a mom, you know, a yeah. single parent, I have to, I just have to do what I have to do. And I'm not sure where it'll be, but, I've got some time to figure it out because we'll be on tour for, you know, about a year coming up. So I feel like, you know, maybe maybe New York is not the place to return to. But New York, to me, feels like the most secure place. I don't know if that's I don't know why. Really? Yeah, man. I don't know if you feel like that. but I, You got safety in numbers, I guess. Well, it's also <laughs> just like you, you live in a building and if you have a doorman and it's 50 floors, you know, whatever, five floors up, 10 floors, you know what I mean? There's, It's pretty easy to feel that. And I think that the safety numbers thing is also real. Well, you know, there's there's friends who live, like a friend who lives in Sicily with very far, far neighbors are far away, but you take the boat to the thing if you want to fly mm-hmm. somewhere and there's local farming upstate new york there's a lot of friends who live up there and places in california that are laid back we have friends you know but it's it's all i'm just not sure yet so i'm I'm giving myself some time also in new york it's illegal to have a gun too and that might be an issue for you as well sean illegal you can't have i'm saying like what i'm picturing like it you know, let's say you you got a nice kind of farm shack and a horse you know, a far- <laughs> and my rifle somewhere more chic, like you're in Santa Fe and you keep a little pistol by the bed. And you know, you got you're growing some different kales and and things like that. <laughs> there's some safety in that remoteness, but there's also 
some weird danger, whatever the opposite of, of strength and or safety in numbers is. Yeah, that's the that's the that's where I'm getting pulled and trying to figure out what what the hell. I mean, I could come back here, but I just got to figure out the 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 cops couldn't ID the guy, but we my friend was able to find his driver's license, so we actually wow. have an ID on him. But I'm sorry that you're going through that. But anyway, well. Let's change the damn subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are great, great interviewers, though. Um, I think I might have. Is it just a podcast or is it a website? Uh, it's just a podcast. There's no video. I mean, we do have a website, but it's basically just to listen to the episodes. Buy, buy a t-shirt, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Do you have? Do you ever get like uh, any comics in there? Yeah, we've had a, we've had a few comedians. Yeah, we have we have a lot of musicians, a lot of like writers, media people, and and then it kind of goes Ooh. from there. It just it just depends. You a comedy fan? Yeah, I mean, I wish I was brave enough to. I guess I'm brave in a different way, but I, I love it. Really? I mean, who doesn't love the fucking lies? A lot of people don't. <laughs> But you're all you're also kind of living the the classic cliche of every stand up wants to be a musician, every musician wants to be a stand up. Mm. Yeah, and also, you know, you know, T I is doing stand up now. So there's a lot of musicians making making the transition. Mm. So maybe this Is he really? Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. true. He's doing it like Wow. He's at the comedy store in LA all the time, apparently just Stop doing it. Yeah. No, I swear taking to God. It, taking it seriously. Dude. Taking it seriously. Dude. I used to go uh when they opened that hotel called the Standard on Hollywood, uh, whatever they had nine, dollars rooms <laughs> and I would stay there and I would walk up the street on before, if you went before seven thirty, it was free, you know, to go in. Mm-hmm. I'd go any night I was in LA. I'd always go every night, you know, and stay all night. You hit the store. Dude. And I was gonna, they had a open mic on Mondays mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I never, <laughs> I, you know, was telling my friends that I was going to do, I just didn't get the balls. I didn't get the Lucille balls. You didn't get the. <laughs> she didn't have these great big Lucille brass balls to go up there. But that means that you were contending with the idea enough to potentially start working out some bits in the mirror in the bathroom. Is that something that happened? No. So you were just gonna go up on an open mic night and just go off the go off the dome. Just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, maybe. Who do you think you are? Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Charles Fleischer. Mm-hmm. That's impre- that's impressive. I think that I actually am on record as not loving stand up, but I do think it's a very impressive and difficult thing to do. And when it's when it's done right, there's there's nothing that takes more skill. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about it. There's nothing like laughing. I mean, there's maybe a couple things like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> to take a page out of Marin's book, who are your guys as it pertains to stand-up comedy? Uh, I don't know. There's too many. Or gals. Cat mm. Williams, Martin Lawrence. There's there's too many. I mean, it's like who's your favorite singer? It's just there's too many. Just the the spirit of the the you know the art the craft. It's just so I don't know why more people don't enjoy it. No, I agree. Do you? Are, does that mean that you're attracted to senses of humor? Yeah, of course. In a partner? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're very hard to find. <laughs> partners are funny are funny partners. <laughs> funny, funny hysterical partners are very, very hard. That's 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 funny. I was like, are you attracted to a sense of humor and your response is because uh. they're hard to find, you know. Well, I mean, you're a tough nut to crack. You're probably a hard person to please. There's like two or three guys out there in the world <laughs> who really bust you up. And none of them are hot enough to fuck. So this is a real tough one, isn't it? That's not true. That's not not true. Okay, good. Okay, good. I mean, thank God. Because for a lot of us gigglers, that's kind of all the the only card we've got in our hand. Well, maybe you also have some insecurity there in your hand. Oh. Oh. Uh, if you're into comedy, then that's they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah, those, those two <laughs> things go. Hand One in. doesn't exist without the other. Yeah, well, but comedians are rich now. It's different. The landscape has changed. These guys are making a mm. fortune. They're wearing Yeezys. They're driving G wagons. It's a different. It's a different landscape. And they're on like the Netflix. Yeah, like they're everybody gets their time, which is amazing. Finally. Finally. But also comedians as performers, podcasters as performers, they're kind of starting to really get a lot of traction and and ground compared to musicians. Do you feel 
do you feel any of that pressure? Do you are you like these these guys are taking some money out of my out of my pocket? I mean, because we think about that a lot. I don't think I would um, be able to get a Netflix um, singing show. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not much of an entertainer. You know, I think laughter. Oh, is- please! I could see once Kelly Clarkson retires from her afternoon Ellen slot, I think you could slide right in there. <laughs> I was more talking about let, let's say more on like just like the Spotify or Apple streaming type of thing. Oh, when you God, when you see yeah. somebody, you know, some rich fucker, be like. Oh, I'm getting a $50 million contract from Spotify to have my podcast on there for a year. I, I can't even relate. That's got to boil your blood, right? Not at all. I don't, I don't, I'm not angry at someone for doing well at all. Okay. okay. More power to us, you know, whoever can get in, you know. It's a good attitude to have. We're, I, I, I wish I had that attitude, but, <laughs> you know, I, these celebrities are coming for our money and I'm just not, you know, whether <laughs> they're, they're starting podcast. Jason's a, a DJ and, you know, Paris Hilton ate mm-hmm. his lunch. You know, it's just like these guys, mm-hmm. these, these people are coming for our crowns. They're already famous. They're already rich. Actually, like, I found out enough? Paris is DJing tonight in LA, Chris, and we might go after our dinner <laughs> just, just to let you know. I swear to God. Wait, where is she DJing? I actually have no idea. But I'll I'll send you the invite. It is in Los Angeles. So you guys live in LA. Chris is a little bi-coastal. He he was in New York and he still has an apartment there, but he kind of switched over to LA during the quarantine. Nice. I can't give it up. You know how you know how it feels. So nice. You know how it feels. I would love to hear more about you on uh at the Standard Hotel in the Sunset Strip back in the day. <laughs> I was alone. <laughs> I was alone. No, whenever I'd play play shows you know i'd just stay there and go to the comedy store every fucking night just being alone yeah is were you why were you alone i'm sure you had many people that would love to hang out with you i'm sure all these comedians would love to hang out with you i met a few of them you know bobby lee theo vaughn charles fleischer i met i met a few of them but um but uh, i like to go i like to go alone because you like when you go see like whatever favorite director has a movie out you want to you don't want to fucking talk about Mm -hmm. what happened you know (laughs) oh yeah i agree with you i agree with you a hundred percent on this i hate do there's certain things i want to do alone because i don't want to have to talk about it afterwards i just want to enjoy it no 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 not that i have brought Mm -hmm. friends but some enjoyed and some don't some want to talk about you know whatever how drunk they feel or what's going on (laughs) with their neighbor it's like can you shut the fuck up it's like going to see if 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 a, if a comic is you know not doing well or something then i'll go out the back and smoke and then we'll talk then but mm-hmm. okay i'm not into this right now let's go hang out and talk okay now mm-hmm. this guy's coming up let's go hurry it's just like being like going to the going to, to see something you love you 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 just want to enjoy your time you get to spend there you know you want to love it in the exact way that you want to love it and have that freedom it's easier to just do it alone than risk the your guest fucking it up Mm -hmm. and i agree with that like going taking different friends to see bob dylan who never seen bob dylan along the years you know and i'll say which you come blah 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 and some you know these friends along the way haven't been really into him or kind of only knew a couple of the old songs or something but then sitting with them something like that where they turn and they're like you know oh my god it's a fucking uh, uh idiot wind it's idiot wind i can't believe he sounds so different he's a genius <laughs> you know those epiphanies are great like you bring some friends to the comedy store and they laugh their ass uh-huh, off uh-huh, then it's uh-huh. a good time but if you know, whatever. But other times it's too risky. You're over here having a religious experience watching Dylan <laughs> and they're just like, his shirt's weird. I don't like this very much. You see, you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You got to wait for the punchline, you know? Marshall, you got a great French accent, by the way, just off to the side. Very, very nice. Um, you truly are a master of language. Thank you. <laughs> how many times, how many times have you seen Bob Dylan? That's a, I mean, is it, are we looking at 10 plus or like, is Bob, Dylan, your radio head? Uh, <laughs> maybe 30. Maybe 30. Did you open for him at some point? I tried for like fucking 25 years. <laughs> well, you know, Bob listens to this podcast. So, you know, this might be the. the he, he knows. He knows. He's he aware. Knows, He's aware. He He's aware. I, I mean, I feel like that. I mean, he just didn't he just do like a run of shows at the Beacon? And he, didn't he just do it in New York recently? Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's how old is this guy? 83. 
That's fucked up, man. That's old. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe 82. He's he's on his Keith Richards shit, man. He's on his Keith Richards shit. Once he stops, the whole train the whole train falls off the track. <laughs> is the new music is the new music good though? Or or is it like for the Always. Okay, always, okay. So always but you're a, you're ahead. You're a true fan. So I feel like you would like it no matter what. I think it's always good. He's always doing something. He's always saying something, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wish yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see Bob Dylan. I saw the Rolling Stones a couple years ago and paid a lot of money for the ticket, and it was like worth every. It was really worth it. It was amazing. I'm about to see them for the first time in high school. I traded the tickets for for a quarter bag, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go to. And then I saw them like I think Glastonbury. I was playing like a field behind a field, behind a field and a tent, behind a field, behind a tent. (laughs) And uh, I ran, you know, when they were playing and I got to see um, one song lied to the security guy. I was able to go in the pit and I got to see Moonlight Mile with Mick Taylor. That was really cool. And then I'm going to see them on in July, July 3rd in London at Hyde Park. Oh, that's that's finally. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. I saw them in New Jersey, so it wasn't quite as, um, <laughs> you know, picturesque <laughs> as Hyde Park in the summer. But I, I, there's more magical yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's where the Giants <laughs> play football. Uh, but, you know, it was still the Rolling Stones, you know. You know, speaking of music, uh, I saw a photo of you. It was like, you know, how there's all these kind of like throwback photos from the early 2000s who are kind mm-hmm. of resurfacing as classic photos that we would look at from the 60s and 70s. And there's a photo of you sitting on the floor at a karaoke bar. Have, have you, are you familiar with this? Oh God, yeah. There's there's a lot of those. <laughs> so what's your, what's your go-to karaoke song then? Oh, ah. you know, I used to go um, sing sing. Well, there's a photo of you. Yeah, you, I think you're just laying on the floor and sing sing underneath the table, watching somebody do karaoke. And I was like, damn, this is a good time. Great place to do coke. <laughs> yeah. Before. Um, in 1994, at the corner of Baxter and Baird, I found this Korean bar, went in, there was a man in a suit, an old lady, old Korean lady, Korean man in a suit. He was singing, it sounded like opera, you know? Oh, cool. And um, so I started going there all the time, and then I started touring all the time. So whenever I come back in town, I'd invite whatever new friends I was making. And so I started going there, like, every time I'd come to New York. And anyway, so there was a place on Bowery around the corner from CBGB's it had a happy hour five dollars an hour so it was two hours for five bucks in a basement really really small like 90 mm. probably 97 and I'd go there whenever I'd be in New York just alone Ooh, I love to sing you know it's fun no of course but I just did it in New York recently we were going to go to Sing Sing and we went to this other place called Rose Pearl Rose mm. on the uh, 13th and uh, Avenue a oh so fun do you remember what songs you did yeah um me and uh jaleel bunton from tv on the radio he we put in uh, uh-huh. uh michael mcdonald um i can't remember this song right now um uh-huh. and we were both impersonating him and then i did a some aretha oh natural woman with this singer adeline she's amazing we sang that together did you do what a fool believes michael mcdonald no with the one you know reeling in the years no 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 uh-uh. do it again nope <laughs> i keep forgetting yeah it's not what a yes, fool be- okay yes. i keep forgetting i like that i like that you you go for a duet now you know you want you you want the energy of someone else. but also really. you love you love an alone karaoke and a duet i've always i, I knew a couple couple friends growing up who liked to do alone karaoke and i always thought that it was i always thought it was a peculiar trait but it was fascinating and it was kind of cute i just pictured this person going in there as like a therapy session of like i just need to get in here (laughs) lock the door behind me and just belt out i mean she would sing like metallica enter sandman and like jump on the couch type of shit (laughs) and i'm like yeah whatever works for you I, i i support it when you do alone karaoke is it just for fun or is it are you trying to get things out of you? It's hard to imagine hearing like, you know, like a Patsy Cline song. Strange is one that I sing, you know, but just to have that song available, just to sing it, you know, you can sing along to all these records, but it's amazing. I love it. I love it. You can tell when like a pro 
Mm. is singing the whole fucking everyone just stops mm-hmm. joking and laugh you know if you go to that place winnie's now in uh, chinatown baxter and baird it's i tried to go in there like a couple years ago and it's filled with baseball hats turned backwards uh paradise mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know it's nightmare <laughs> yeah that, yeah i mean i think that that's the thing i think karaoke can go that way if you don't watch it you know it can definitely go that way if you don't watch it. that's why you, that's why you do november rain instead of paradise city am i right marshall <laughs> <laughs> because of the because of the ballad yeah jason's a sad guy he likes to do ballads yeah i'm a ballad person too yeah, we've we've heard your music we're, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, clear, we're clear on that i mean <laughs> I guess that you, but you do have a, a good, you know, you have a good picker for, for cover songs. So I, I do think that, picker. yeah, you have a good picker. It's like in hip hop, you know, people get complimented on their beat selection, mm. you know, like this guy's got a great ear. And I feel like you have that for, for cover songs. Like, you know, what's going to work, you know, what's going to work for you is what I'm saying. Well, in, in hip hop too, you know, I feel like that's the only place where the, you know, the cover still exists that going back to these amazing you know, deep cut, old, great, amazing uh, records that, that get sampled. Mm-hmm. That's the only place where people really do cover type stuff. No, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's, at least it's the only place where people make money doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everybody involved. Wouldn't it be great to wake up and just <clears throat> get a, you know, an email from your lawyer saying like, Kanye West wants to use, you know, 30 seconds of this song that you forgot you made. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to pay you a, a lot of money to legally do that. Dude, That's- that happened to a friend of mine. That happened to a friend of mine. So um, watch the throne, Philippe Zadar from Cassius. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he had this song, I Love You So. Ooh. Yeah. I love you so. Um, what a great tune. And he, uh, they went to the studio and he set up all his outboard. He put up in that hotel they were at. No, the one in Paris, the one where they recorded that record overlooking uh jardin tulerie you know by the louvre there yes and he yes, he beautiful. set up the studio and they used they used that song on that record mm-hmm. and they didn't give him a credit or a check or anything no yeah you don't fuck with zadar like that that's what i said <laughs> when you're friends and you think you're friends yeah. you know it's, but i but i also was thinking like maybe it was management or you know, it could also just be Zadar was like, I stole that sample first, so I'm not going to say shit. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. that's kind of the dark side of it is you do a good enough job to hide the sample I and you did, never really I, have to. Yes. Yeah, so the, I had this song called American Flag and I got the slow and low, you know, uh, Beastie Boys. I uh, mm. slow, slowed it down, and that's the, oh. the sample on on American flag. And you got that cleared? No, no, no. <laughs> I think no, no, no. I no. think I th- no. I think I think I told Mike at one point. He I met him through Philippe through Zadar, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think I mentioned it, and I hope that I did. But. No, I mean, if if I'm a BC <laughs> boy and I just have tens of millions of dollars, and I'm a Zen guru master, and Cat Power comes up and says, "Hey, I slowed down one of your songs and sang over," I'd be like, "That's fucking sick." <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking send my lawyers on you. Yeah, that's a compliment. Well, maybe <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, now you're fucked. So does that mean that you have a, a love of electronic dance music as well? I wouldn't say. I mean, when you say electronic dance, I think of like something that drives me nuts and i want to you know <laughs> you know cr- crash the car it is a wide spectrum of good and bad yeah but uh, but obviously cassius is a classic french house group that that i'm a big fan of and there's obviously terrible edm music nowadays but do you like the good shit is what i'm saying i, I think I, if i hear it and i like it that's as good as it's gonna get you know the the, the ear knows you know <laughs> but you like to go out dance and hit the club a little I, bit, right? I used to i used to yeah, they had an old, uh, old hip hop thing at this place called Opium on Sundays. Mm-hmm. It was in the upstairs room, and it would just be like these, you know, very, very serious dudes with cigars <laughs> and blunts, you know, uh-huh. really serious. Uh-huh. And I'm like always there dancing and drinking pineapple <laughs> juice because I was sober at the time and uh-huh. had the best one. You know, Brian Ferry actually, I met him at a, <clears throat> a restaurant one night, and uh, I took him. <laughs> And his fiance, and so it was me, Brian Ferry, and his uh, fiance. She was passed out on the banquette, 
And um, because I just flew in from London and he had like this cream linen suit on and, you know, we're dancing to bit, you know, Biggie and stuff. It was that is that is surreal. So fun. Drinking pineapple juice in the club with Roxy music, turning up to some Tupac songs in the club. That's the type of night that only you could have, really. <laughs> yeah. Did hold on? Did you just go? Did you just? Did somebody introduce you, or were you like Brian Ferry's at the restaurant? I'm just going to go say what's up. She just sent him a DM. <laughs> well, we used to text, but so my friend was working there at this place, and my other friend was in town who introduced us, and we went to Nobu. That's where she's the manager since New York, and she moved down to Miami. That's where she's been working. I love next time I'm in next time I'm in Miami, you and I are going to Nobu. Mark my words. The, you, if you like dessert, that's that's the only <laughs> thing you're going to get for free. It's the dessert. <laughs> Look, I, I I'm not a big dessert guy anymore, but I, me either. We were just talking about this when we were, we recorded an episode with the the LA Times food critic, and we were talking about when you get noticed at a restaurant as. You know, somebody of note, it happens to him as a food critic, of course, but it might happen to you as a, a celebrity. Never. Once on a plane and one, once on a plane in like 2005 and once at an ATM in like 97. <laughs> no way. That's, you're full of shit. And I'm not full of shit. I mean, I get, recon- I get recognized once a day le- yeah. at, the, at the fucking gas station. I don't do jack shit. So I don't know. I mean, maybe you have a, a demeanor that that is saying you know leave me alone don't approach leave me alone i'm doing my own thing yeah, don't go near the homeless person <laughs> <laughs> that's your vibe at whole foods in in south beach yeah because of my, my insecurity I'm, I'm i'm obviously asking for it you know <laughs> yeah. trying to get noticed but um uh, what, what was i just saying but I, we were kind of lamenting the fact that whenever that does happen and you get love bombed by the server or the restaurant it's always like instead of getting all of your food comped or like here's some t- thoughtful things they just send out here's 11 of our desserts <laughs> you get everything the very, after you've after you've stuffed yourself <laughs> you know you got a toothpick and the espresso and they're like here's our chocolate souffle here's our trio of cheesecakes <laughs> blah 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 here's a, here's a bag of chocolate chip cookies she, she does always try to send out something that's like extravagant mm. that I would never order, you know, like the mm-hmm. lobster thing yeah. with the thing sticking out. <laughs> That's a great description of you know? Nobu's menu. It's like, oh, it's a, lo- a lobster <laughs> lollipop. Thank you. This is great. This is exactly what it is. There's, oh. there's fireworks coming out of it. There's gold. Well, I got to say, I mean, it sucks because, I mean, it, it makes me sad because I feel like Miami is such a, a, a place that people have a, a problem with or they don't understand it very well. And I would love for everyone to kind of see your version of Miami, like how somebody who's this like very cool chiller person living in this place that's sort of, you know, Vegas by the sea. Yeah, it didn't used to be, you know, I obviously did in the 80s, I guess, in the 60s or whatever, but I've been here 20 years. So when I moved here, it was like, you know, a lot of these hotels were abandoned. A lot of the, you know, now when you go, it's like everything's new. And, you know, in the past 10 years, it's all slowly, my neighborhood's a lot safer now, which is good. You like that restaurant Mandolin over there in Miami? I do. I my friend op- I, I know the guy that opened it, but he sold it, but I love it. Great place to smoke cigarettes. My yeah. favorite place in the world to smoke cigarettes. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there, but I feel like it's 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 it kind of polarizing, Jason. I don't it, it's like a it's it, it basically they just take a European chic lunch setting and then just airdrop it with a helicopter ride into a strange neighborhood in Miami. And everyone there just kind of understands, mm. like, this is the vibe. We're all going to smoke cigarettes and get, you know, drink wine at two in the afternoon. And mm. food's amazing. Well, the food is amazing. It's so so he's he's Turkish. Okay. So it's like Aegean. You know, it's really just, you know, oh, yeah. fresh, simple, delicious. There's other places you can get that stuff. I mean, that's probably some of the best food in Greece, just on the side of the road for like a dollar. You can eat a whole ton of amazing fresh food the tzatziki and the labna and all that stuff it's it's amazing the food i'm sorry i'm getting like snooty about no protecting a mandolin i could care (laughs) two shitties about it but it is it is a good place to eat but it's a good place to eat that's the bottom line i mean It, it is it is very uh you know if you have a date if you have if you are really like somebody mm-hmm. you know, romantic it's nice because it's over the water you have oh, yeah. to leave the beach and it's outside and 
That's a good vibe. What is what is your relationship to the water? Mm, the same with the desert. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel so grounded. Whatever I'm in the desert or the the near the ocean, I just feel like I'm an air sign. So I think I just mm-hmm. need the air to feel grounded. I think. So did you go? Did you go straight? Did you go straight from New York to Miami? Yeah, I was. Um, so I started visiting a lot in '98. Is when I was just getting off tour and I would just either go to Tulum or Miami to see my friend or Tulum or Miami to see my friend. Tulum, they used to be $20, you know, shacks used to be so cheap back then, you know, so I'd either do that or do this. And then I was trying to figure out, I'd save some cash and I was like, what, where should I live? You know? And, uh, I was either going to go to Rio or I didn't know, I knew one fucking person, but they were selling these, these beautiful, like, you know, uh, what do they call it? I don't know what they call it, but they're like mm-hmm. 10 bedroom villa type, beautiful things from like 200 years ago with like five hectares of land for a hundred grand. They were all over the place in this area North mm-hmm. where the favelas are North of Rio and the neighborhood called uh, Santa Teresa. And that's the, my favorite place to go is up there. And, uh, I thought, fuck, I can't fucking do that. dude. <laughs> You know, I can paint, you know, I can put plaster, I can drill, but I'm not going to be able to renovate a huge. Anyway, so I decided on Miami because she was selling her apartment. So I moved here instead. Isn't it a shame what happened to Tulum as well, huh? Oh, it's crazy. You saw Tulum in the 90s then. Mm-hmm. And I could only imagine what it was like. I, I, I got to go maybe like seven years ago and it was that was the beginning of the end, I guess. Yeah. But now it's just thanks to our friend Diplo. Tulum is a is a destroyed place. <laughs> <laughs> He's single handedly destroyed. Oh, no. I know, I know. <laughs> He's got blood in his hands. But '90s New York. Did you ever have a relationship with the Straight Edge Boys and hardcore scene? Well, I used to make Xerox copies for Venny from um, Agnostic Front. Oh shit! Because I worked on uh, Mott Street, and um, but hardcore was more like when I lived in North Carolina. There were a lot of bands coming in, and they would do like, you know, when I was in high school, they would do like shows you know chapel hill and stuff but there was this place called the you know ramada inn mm-hmm. and they would do these these hardcore shows in the basement i guess it used to be a lounge in the 60s sure yeah so that was fun but i <laughs> hardcore like like animosity i got that corrosion conformity uh wow. cassette bumped into them at the water park in greensboro that was totally surreal i'm 13 <laughs> You know, uh, come on the show, man. But I haven't really been into hardcore in a long, long time. Seeing seeing corrosion of conformity at the water park would be um, something special. It was Black Flag with Henry. They played my high school one. Hmm. Of course, uh, it was a guy's name Scott Craven. He was the he was the guy who did the uh, you know the only smart person in the entire school. <laughs> he his parents are from D.C. He did the. Uh, he did the yearbook, you know, he took all the photos of everyone. Mm-hmm. Scott Craven. And so he was like, yeah, we're going to need some money because there's this band for like a, you know, pep rallies and shit like that. <laughs> but there was other money where they could have like a performance. And he talked the school into having black flag play at the gym Wow! in the afternoon, like before there. And I didn't get to go, unfortunately, but you had water polo practice. No, <laughs> like, no, I wasn't, I was not allowed to have friends. I had a very strange upbringing. Damn. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually I, I I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta, actually. What? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised. I lived. There. You're born there. Yeah, I was born in Piedmont Hospital. My little brother was born there. Yeah, and I I mean I I mean my parents like live in Decatur now, so I go back all the time. But do you? Oh, cool. Do you go back or do you just go when you play? Oh God, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably where I'll end up you know, because of my son's getting bigger and he'll be seven. I mean, you know, my sister and her kids and stuff and my cousin and her daughter. And I just reunited with my dad and my stepdad recently, like like a month ago. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. So everybody's there. And uh, yeah, I go, I've always gone back and I, my tour starts there like April 13th. So, and I was there a month ago and hung out with my old boss from Felina, like everybody was able to spend four days. So I got to see 
you know, everybody and their grandma after the pandemic. It was. Where did you work? Did you say, did you work at Fellini's? Yeah, in high school. Which one? Which one? The one on Ponce? Little five. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. That's a pizza place, Jason. Sorry. We're getting Jason. Jason doesn't love when we get hyper local. <laughs> I think we'll make an exception for, for this one guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Fellini Fellini's is a, it's still good. And there's more of them. Yeah. yeah there's more of them. little five. He sold, but uh, that's my boss. I was telling you about clay. He, if you want to listen to an amazing record, he has several, but he was in this band called the coolies. Mm-hmm. And, um, He's the Fellini's guy. There's two of them, Mike and Clay. But Clay has this record called Bleak Beauty. It's so beautiful. Hmm. I would okay. check it out if I were you. Oh, we'll check it out on Spotify. Don't worry. <laughs> Bleak Beauty. I got the. I sold my. I have a shack there that I the same street where my uh, grand great granddad used to live on Berean Avenue in Cabbage Town. Yeah, yeah. And I just sold that that house recently, and um, I had a bunch of people come and basically sing in the yard um i had a dexter romweber came arson arson i don't know if you know his music he's amazing uh clay sang waiting for ufos played um flap i don't know if you remember flap no this this feels like it might have been a little before my time so yeah it was so much fun was this like a seance for your old house in some way kind of yeah i i know i don't know how much into real estate you are but i feel like you probably made a nice little profit on that that's why i'm trying to figure out where to live i have a certain amount of time yeah and then the government takes you gotta you gotta run that money over onto your next investment exactly yeah. So you've you've I mean for all of the decisions you made in life, I think getting into real estate was probably a wise choice for you. Kind of living in lots of different places growing up, you know. Uh I didn't really have a sense of, you know, ho- like home security whatever. Some roots, real roots. Real place to like I didn't want to be homeless, you know, and that's really kind of how I saw my future. Mm-hmm. So when I was 27, 26, I um put a down payment on this house that my friend had bought the same street my great granddad used to live and um did whatever to make it work oh yeah i lived in cabbage town for a year above carroll street cafe no way i used to live on carroll street yeah. at 221 it's a great it's a great apartment now i mean i haven't driven that street in a long time but i feel like there's like a tattoo shop and you know like a vegan pizza place you know yeah <laughs> back in the day when i used to keep a place there you know when i moved to new york i always kept an apartment there and it, it just feels so good every time I go home. I just love it. I love Atlanta so much. And there's not really, you know, traveling around the world, you have different mm-hmm. friends that you've met along the way all these years in different cities where you think, oh, I could live here, I could live there. And, but Atlanta, there's something <clears throat> about it. I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, I love going back now. I think there was a time in my life where I was like, I'm, I graduated from this and I don't care. And I don't, you know, like I wanted to separate myself from it. But as you get older and mature a little bit, you realize like, at least for me, it was a great place to grow up. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think Martin Luther King Jr. blessed the city. I really feel there's some vibe. Damn. Yeah. There's there's some vibe there that's really powerfully magically beautiful like when you go to like you say when you get off the plane here in miami you there's like the vortex of dream state happens to you and i feel the same when i get on the ground in new york city the same sort of feeling you know i feel that in new york not as much in atlanta but you know you guys have more experience (laughs) you just haven't made enough memories you haven't that's true scummed around that's true you haven't you haven't been in those bathrooms at the earl you know what i'm saying <laughs> sean knows what i said oh, <laughs> actually i actually, I, I we played we did a tour uh and we played the earl and i was trying to explain wait what do you mean what tour we we did a podcast tour last no. year yeah really? um yeah and the oh very God. first show we ever did for our tour of, or, and period for our entire podcast was at the earl no and it was way. an amazing yeah, it was show. A good show wow yeah. Did you meet any? Did you meet John? Oh, oh, I've met John in my life. Uh, J- okay. John didn't. J- John didn't make it out to the How Long Gone show, but um, oh. we. But I. I was trying to explain to because J- we only wanted to play like that kind of venue, so we did like Bowery Ballroom and places like that. But to cool. trying to explain to Jason what that place was, it, it's like you can't really do that. You kind of just have to go there and smell it. 
you know, you can't really, <laughs> can't really, ex- you can't really explain it vocally. It doesn't really work. Just like- shove his face in between the floor and between the cracks in the wood and get the real. Yeah, yeah. a couple planks, get a, get a nice whiff. Ooh. Yeah, I couldn't find a chair that was clean enough to sit on, but I had a great time. <laughs> But no, I mean it is. It is. I've I've seen you play there multiple times. No way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Like red wine, wow. red wine on stage era. Ooh. <laughs> ouch. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Those were. Yeah. I, yeah. That was. That was then. The Earl scene was a little like, even though I was deeply into partying, for some reason it wasn't totally my thing i was more of an mjq guy oh i love him did you know charles yes yes uh, yes yes, yes. J- yeah. yeah passed yeah. away this yeah I, I love that place no it's a, i mean jason that's the place that you walk underground you've been there before mm-hmm. i think back in the day yeah, well, that, been, you're, yeah, you're thinking of the new one the old one that was at the old the, oh yeah i'm talking about the new one i'm the new one though is 20 years old yeah but the so. old one <laughs> <laughs> the old one. Did you ever go to the old one? That one's from the Gilded Age. That's before my time. As well. oh. That's before my time. As Pre-electricity. Well. Yeah, I'm 39, okay. so there's a oh, little okay. bit of like rub it in, rub it in. Yeah. No, no, I would, <laughs> I would never, I would never. I just think that I know what you're talking about because it's just like anybody else. When you're like 20 and you start going out, and people are talking about, well, you used to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same. No, shit. I had the best time there. 2004. I had like a you know, whatever you call it, a girls trip, something and went to Atlanta and I was girls trip right at the new MJQ. And I did like, um, you know, they do the break dancing thing yeah, and, then yeah, they start yeah. the, and I got in and I was doing all the moves, but in slow motion, everyone's so fucking pissed off at me. The best, I had the best time there. So fun. I, I, uh, describing it as slow motion really get, paints a picture. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. And it making people angry, like, you know, prove it. Prove it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna make it back. I do feel it. I feel it in your bones that you're gonna settle back in Atlanta and, and be absolutely be a, a mom. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'll always be a mom now. You That's know? a good point. That's so, good. Speaking of mom, as you embark on your what do you say a year long tour almost? What are you are you bringing the kid along? What's what's the plan there? Yeah. So his so luckily my kid is in uh, is in uh, Montessori, so I can. He can go, his dad will be taking care of his dad's family up up in Connecticut and upstate New York. So he can go to a different Montessori, you know, easily. So that's, that's, and then the summer he'll come with me and then he's back in school. But I just, you know, being, you know, making the sale, a lot of, a lot of the loans, just Mm -hmm. financial horror stuff. I mean, it's, but anyway, so I have to, I have to work my ass off again, you know, and I love working hard, you know, I've got, Capricorn um, cusp. Air song, Capricorn, <laughs> Aries rising, Taurus. We love, we love, speaking of money, uh, you know, we, of- we often talk to, to musicians about big licenses or syncs they did, you know, where you, yeah. so if you have any famous tales of when you got a large check for a song, we would love to hear it. Or also one that got away. Yeah, if maybe you maybe you fucked up and didn't do one you should have done. I, I, I don't wanna <laughs> there's there's a couple. There's a couple that I like. You know, you do a demo. There's a couple like early I can say it now, early in my career. Mm-hmm. But uh there was one that um got away and um it was for Victoria's Secrets and when the it's probably ninety ninety six. Oh, pretty early days. And then, then when the commercial came out, it was an exact replica. Of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of the song, oh. and it and it happened again recently during the pandemic. There were three Jesus. job offers that I didn't get any of them, but one of them again was an exact replica of the demo. So, so they're like, "She sounds perfect. Let's go find some person off Craigslist to recreate it for three hundred bucks." <laughs> you know, with any industry, there's everybody works together outside of the artist. You know, the, the all the everything the artist is making everybody else the, all the dough, and um, I think that there's a it's just part of the deal is that they sure. get a couple different people to, Hey, try this. And then, Oh, sorry, it's not going to work. But then they just get someone to yeah. get the idea to have a fresh take on, on something. And it's sad, but, uh, Oh, well, shame on you, Victoria's <laughs> secret. That's what I <laughs> yeah. say. I mean, mm. for many reasons, you said the tour starts in Atlanta in April. Yeah. April 13th. Y'all should go. I think it'll be fun. Mm. 
Where are you, where are you playing in Los Angeles? Do you? Are you she doesn't. She doesn't deal question. with that logistics stuff. It's a good right? question. <laughs> it looks like yeah. It looks like I'm on Ticketmaster right now. Cat Power Orpheum, July sixteenth. There it is. Tickets yeah. in the orchestra section are moving fast. They're almost all gone. I, yeah, I mean, I've seen you a countless times over the years, but never in LA. Wow. Oh, cool. You know, got to situate myself, you know, in a new city. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is. Oh, did you just move there? I mean, not just. Like you said, I haven't made a lot of memories here yet. You know, let's put it that. Let's put it that way. Mm. You know, it's been. Ooh, I know a great place to eat. What? Please bless uh, us. All right, ready? Highland Park. <laughs> Track one. There's there's a place called uh, I think it's called Huitlacoche uh, uh, El Azteca. I'm gonna need to find the name. Huitlacoche Azteca. El Azteca. Hold on one second. Um, it's on York Highland Park. Is it El El Huarache? Yes, El Huarache. Azteca. El Huarache yes. Azteca. Yes. Are you familiar with this? I've never, never, no, I've, I've never, I mean, I've had, Ugh. I've had huaraches before, but never from this place. It's so Yeah, it's right on your. good. What are you eating over there? Some huevos con jamón? I get a, I get a huaracache, like it's like a, a big piece of masa, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can see on the, when you walk in the kitchen's right there, so you can see this huge vat of like limes mm, cut in half. Lime vat. You mm. know, with all the. All the tomatillos boiling, slow boiling, all this tomatillo mm-hmm. sauce you get from all these like cool places, you know, <laughs> Whole Foods type fucking, they all sell. They all they got it from you. It tastes like <laughs> shit. They, they put sugar. I don't know where they're from, but they're not from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's boiling in the back and the sauces are on the table. And, um, but you really have to like run and grab all the sauces from the table because everyone's like drinking it. Uh-huh. It's so fucking good. But, uh, I get the huarlacoche. Not yeah, yeah. You can get the uh, the the fungus mushroom huarlacoche, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that. They have those in taco. They have it in. I would get that. I get the sole, okay. the foot, whatever it's called. I get that, and then <laughs> I would bring a couple friends and just you know cut it. It's just the best. Okay, I mean that's it's so good. Jason's uh, you know a, a player. Go. In LA's food space, so for you to give him something new feels like an accomplishment. So we appreciate that. I'll say, Cat Power sent me. Oh, it's so good. I said, Cat Power sent me. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for joining us on How Long Gone. Uh, It was a privilege. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be doing this for a living, and I appreciate you big upping me and doing this interview. Can I ask you really quick? Big up. Can you? Can you call, can you email the, the company, whoever you're talking to, Grace or somebody, and ask them if you could get a, a, a backstage pa- after show pass just to come and say what hello after? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I'll hit, I'll hit Grace. And we'll, we'll Does the dog have fleas? <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely come say, we'll definitely come, we'll definitely come say what's up. We would love to. Perfect. Cool. Have a, have a good, have a good, uh, have a good rest of the week and, and good luck on the tour. We'll see you in July. Thank you. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Bye. You are.